Welcome to Let's Thrive the Podcast, a place for holistic storytelling with none of the BS and a whole lot of fun. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and my mission is to interview guests that inspire, educate, and empower you to live your best life. In these stories, you'll see a part of your own journey reflected in theirs and learn to grow from it. And with that said, let's thrive. Welcome back to Let's Thrive the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and we have another late night intro coming at you. It is currently 11.20 p.m. Not really sure where I got the second wind of energy from, but we're here. We're making it happen, right? This is, this is how we do it. Now, this morning, I was trying to plan out some work and had the oh shit realization that it's December 1st. Yes, I'm recording this the day before it comes out. That's just how we do things right now, guys. (laughs) Anyway, like December, December 1st. How did this happen? Where did the time go? I know, like, honestly, 2020, what a year. It really dragged on. But I'm telling you what, like, the last month has flown the F by for me. I don't know about you, just a personal observation. But yeah, I mean, damn. Things are getting real around here, you know? (laughs) And usually I get very stressed, very anxious this time of year because I feel this immense pressure to wrap things up in a sense, like the metaphorical present of everything has to be spick and span and done by the new year, you know? Like, let's complete 2020. And I mean, it's kind of like going into the new year with no strings attached, I suppose. But As I was looking at my calendar this morning and realizing it's December and realizing all I have to do, I started to feel that anxiety and stress creep in. And I had to work to remind myself of the last few solo episodes I've recorded about not feeding into the hustle mentality, the hustle culture, of not overdoing it to reach burnout, of all these things that I preach to you guys and I need to tell to myself, right? I need to remind myself of those. And so that's what I'm doing now. And it's this idea of like this time of the year, I don't want to be stressed the F out and anxious and just like burning myself out. Like I want to be present and grounded and just spend this time with like intention and joy. I mean, it's the holidays. They only come once a year, folks. Like, whoa, who's here with the Christmas spirit with me, you know? And So I'm now working to like rewire that part of my brain and say things can carry over into a new year. Like it means nothing in the grand scheme of things. Like a new year, who cares? Doesn't mean anything. It's just a flipping of the calendar pages, you know? So that's like my outlook on things. And the reason I was, you know, I thought of that this morning, I was working through it and then I was coming here to record this intro and once more things align you guys know when things are meant to be like discussed, they just line, they fall into place. And it just so happens that today's episode is with a OG, a repeat guest, the one, the only Georgia Thompson, aka G, just such a queen. I love her. You all really loved her the last time she came on. And so I thought it was about time she came back as there's been a lot of, a lot of shifts in her life. It just since in the last probably like seven months since we last spoke for the podcast and so it was neat to have her back on and what we discussed was this exact topic that I'm rambling on about right now the idea of that like 
we live life like it's this constant hamster wheel of just like constantly going from one thing to the next and unless we can take time to slow down like we'll just constantly be on the damn hamster wheel like we'll never break the cycle and so it just so happens you know that this episode is released the day after I record this intro and I think it's a good sign that I need to take this message to heart and probably many of you do as well. Just gonna say that. So the last episode with G was number 70, I believe, and we just talked about G's own transition with career and life and how a corporate quote-unquote failure led to redirection that led her to this just like beautiful life she has now. And so this episode is an update on that life and some very big things that she's had to work through. Um, Now, I will say in the midst of this, there are some audio glitches. Mind you, still trying to figure out this new podcast setup, but, you know, they're there. They're quick. Just had to put that out there as an FYI. Anywho, what we discuss is about a recent loss that G went through and how that grief journey looked like for her personally. You guys know my own journey with this. If not, there's multiple episodes on it. Grief is such a big factor in life and if it's something you're struggling with I have plenty of episodes on it you can always reach out to me and we can discuss like I'm you know very personal with grief I've felt it I've lived it and that's what G and I talk about in this episode is how she suddenly had this you know face-to-face experience with it and how she worked through it and I think it's something that you can relate to whether it's the grief of losing someone you love Um, the grief of losing a job, the grief of uh, an ending relationship, of a lifestyle change, of something that happened in this shit show of a year. I'm joking. Sure, 2020 was hard, but there was a lot of good that came from it too. Let's keep that positive in mind. (laughs) Anyway, so then G and I do discuss recent work transitions she's made, how she's built her own practice to be self-employed, you know, and just how in the midst of all this that has happened, being proposed to, getting a dog, all these fun things and these tragic things and these hard things that have occurred in G's life this year, we then discuss like how with all of that said, like life moves unbelievably fast and there will always be something more to do, right? Like we say in this thing about how like life isn't going to slow down for you. It's up to you to like, pull the brakes, to slow down, to be intentional. Like, that is up to you. And in that, you know, G and I both discussed some of her habits and some of mine and tricks and tips for how to live with intention, how to slow down and be mindful and be aware of ourselves and our life and what we're doing with them. So overall, it's just such a well-rounded episode. Whenever G and I get together, like, the conversation could just flow for hours, so I had to cut it short. (laughs) But we could have kept going on and on. So if you listen, if you resonate, let us know. We would love to connect, hear what you thought. You can share it with a friend. You can leave a review. You can subscribe. So many ways to show some love, to spread the word, and to just, yeah, overall be like part of the Let's Thrive community. And as you guys know, I love to connect with you. I will always carry out a conversation, whether it's an audio message or a long-ass text, DM, I mean, um, it's happening, you know? I'm here for you, you guys are here for me, one big happy community. What a rhyme. Dang, eh? (laughs) Anyway, you guys can connect with Georgia on Instagram at goodnesswithg, 
linked below and I'm on there at Emily Feichels and at Let's Thrive Podcast. So without further ado, let's begin. We're easy. Yeah. <laughs> We're not high maintenance. Um, not high maintenance at all. Me? No, not at all. <laughs> I bet Sam would say otherwise, but no. <laughs> uh, that's 1000% sure. True. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Sam, well, since we've talked, if anyone listened to your previous episode or they've been a fan of the podcast for a while, a lot has changed since we last spoke, even though it wasn't too, too long ago. I feel like you're just in an entirely new space now with like personal life, but also business and how you're just like a badass. I just love it. And then I'm now here in Austin. I'm like 10 minutes from you, but this is the reality of life (laughs) podcasting via zoom still. But yeah, like just so much has changed. So like, how do you feel about like life right now? Like what, what's up for you this year? I like, feel like I've said this so many times to people, honestly, just recently too, because this year for everybody has been insane, obviously. Like it's, everyone's lives have been crazy this year and it's like totally turned upside down. Um, but I feel like all the things that have happened <laughs> to me like this past year and honestly just the past few months in particular have not even really been COVID related at all. And if they would have happened in a normal year, it still would have been the craziest year of my entire life. So yeah, there's been a lot going on. Um, it's been definitely like the most transformative year of my entire life and just provided a lot of opportunities for growth in so many ways. It's been lots of highs and also lots of like very, very lows, which is just a really crazy thing. It's like Sam and I have talked about this so much recently and just that it's crazy that we'll think back on this time. Be like, can you believe like that year? Like, you know, I started my own business. We got engaged. We're about to get a dog, but we also lost his brother. I mean, it's COVID. It's all these really amazing things and also all these incredibly awful things too. And so it's just been a little bit wild. And there's been times where we both have just kind of like lost our minds to be expected. And we're still figuring out like what our new normal looks like. But I mean, all things considered, like that is life. Like there are lots of highs and lots of lows and you just got to figure out like how to ride that wave a little bit more eloquently. And that's something I'm still learning to do every single day is just figure out like How can I make these challenges work to my advantage? And what are they teaching me? And also understanding that sometimes like life just sucks and there's really just like awful things that happen and it doesn't make sense. And it's not like that was a positive thing, but you know, what we choose to get out of those things can be positive and impactful in good ways. So, um, so yeah, lots going on last year. I think we spoke, what was that like spring? Yeah, Uh, it was right at the beginning of COVID. Yep. Yeah. So From then I finished up my like IAN program and started taking on clients like business-wise things have definitely changed a lot. I mean, still obviously blogging and doing all that good stuff, still teaching and now taking on clients full-time. So that's awesome. And it's been really, really fun. Also super challenging and that I like, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing most of the time, but I, I do, but I don't like, it's a big learning experience and I'm I'm learning so much from like every conversation I have with clients. So that's really great. And I'm really enjoying it. But then from yeah, like personal standpoint, we, we lost Sam's brother at the very end of August. So that was obviously a very like traumatic and just awful thing to happen. I mean, you know, well, loss and grief has been just super real in the past several months and just how that's affected obviously Sam's family us, you know, I was close with Clark as well. And, um, and also just being, you know, have, being there and going through something like this with your partner in which, you know, you're 
grieving with them and you're having to figure out like, how does this affect, because it affects our relationship, it affects our future, like all these crazy things. That's something obviously we'll still be figuring out and dealing with forever. But then, you know, out of that, Sam's mom and his sister have moved down to Austin, which has been awesome and really, really cool. And that's, you know, obviously changed our lives down here some as well, but in a really positive way, I think it's great to be, have more family down here. And then, yeah. So then Sam and I got engaged like three weeks ago and we're getting a dog next week. So I don't know, just like just a couple of things happening. Yeah. Just a few, just a little, yeah, just a little. little. Everything's super normal. It's so fine. I'm not losing my mind at all. It's okay. Nothing. Yeah, no, all good. All good. (laughs) No. And like, I just love, because with it all, like you said, it's like the highs and the lows and there's not like necessarily good or bad. It's all just happening. But throughout it all, like, I feel like you just have, I feel like a superpower of yours from an outside perspective and something that is just so apparent when I like read your captions and talk with you is just like how well you are with like mindset shifts, right? Like so many of us, and I'm sure this from times it's better at times, it's not so much, but like so many of us can get stuck in that singular mindset of this is good or this is bad. And it's sort of like that black or white thinking. And when you're able to shift between things and see like the good and the bad, or to see like, what can this teach me? Or what is this moment providing me? Or even just to have like that gratitude, like that's so important. And it can just lead to like so much more out of every moment and circumstance and opportunity that comes into life. And I just feel like that's something you do so beautifully, but I'm just curious, like, do you feel that way? Like of mindset shifts been something that have been like top of mind for you? Or is it just sort of like me projecting all of this on you? (laughs) I love that. Thank you. That's a huge compliment. I think that it's something that I, like my, my parents and our family has done a really good job of. We just, we talk about things a lot. We discuss life and things that happened to you. I think my family always just talked about things a lot. And that sounds strange, but, you know, I think that I was kind of in a lot of ways prepared for, you know, thing life and, you know, the good and the bad. And honestly, it's like, I've been so blessed that I've never really had to experience anything super significant. I mean, to the point of, you know, a loss of someone super close to you like that. I mean, I've had my own, I mean, we've talked about this before, but my own failures and business and, you know, figuring out what I wanted to do post-college and things like that, that seem now seem extremely minor in comparison, but enough that I think I had my own, you know, kind of ups and downs in my own situation that probably did in some ways prepare me. But I think that when things like this happen, you know, I really just try to think about how we react to these big changes, whether they're good or they're bad is honestly just sometimes more important than than the actual event in our lives and not to belittle the, you know, the loss of someone at all. But, you know, I think that it is an opportunity in so many ways for that personal growth and to understand something that we've never had to understand before. And losing Clark is never something that I would ever want to happen again. You know, like same thing for, you know, your situation, Mm -hmm. no one ever wishes that that has happened to them or that that would happen to someone that they love, but that's life. And you have to figure out, you know, how I'm going to proceed and move forward with the rest of my days, you know, with, with this happening. And we're still so early on in it that we're still kind of figuring out like, what does our new normal look like? And there will be a lot of challenges and we, you know, it seems really positive and like everything's hunky dory. And, um, in a lot of ways, you know, I do think I have a deeper sense of gratitude and a deeper sense of like connectedness with, you know, the people around me and with life because of these things that have happened. But that by no means, 
is to say that there aren't hard days and hard moments. I mean, a lot of what we portray on social media is obviously the positive, you know, for the most part, um, mostly because I never want to sit around and be Debbie Downer six, you know, all the time. But, you know, that's not to say that I'm not having many a moment most days at some point, you know, whether it's on my own, whether it's Sam, like there's definitely challenges. And, um, and some of that is good to share. And I try to share, you know, that it's not always, you know, great and easy, but, um, but there are some moments like that too, that in a weird way, I think that it's been a very personal thing for like Sam and me to go through and his family. And I think that some of that's kind of sacred, I think, to keep to ourselves and to, you know, as we're kind of still sifting through these emotions, I never want to look back and be like, oh, I said something that that's, you know, maybe I regret it or I don't know. But again, still really figuring it out as we go. But I think that just overall, when it comes to mind shifts, changes, it's something I've gotten a lot better at over time. And I do doing a lot of just like thinking and contemplating on my own and, and also just trying to challenge myself to see what the positive is in, in different situations is really, is really powerful. This is also kind of a little subtle side note, but I actually read this book or listened, I listened to it like an audiobook right after Clark passed. Both of my parents had listened to it, read it, whatever prior to that. And they were like, Oh, you have to read this book. It's so good. And it was one of those things I read after. And I was like, Oh, this is like spot on, but not just for loss. Like it's not a book about loss at all, but it's called the obstacle is the way. And for anyone that's going through, whether it is the loss of someone or it's just like any life challenges, life changes, uh, whether it's with work or, you know, I don't know, financial instability or, you know, relationship problems, whatever it is, that book was a really, really good one. It's a super easy read, but yeah, talking just about how you like, how you perceive obstacles and how you can make them work for you and actually make you more resilient and stronger. So I think that to sum it all up, I think whether it's like COVID-19 year, you know, or losing someone or whatever it is, I think that my perspective is always trying to be when I look back on this five years from now, 10 years from now, whatever, do I want to be like, you know what, that was an awful situation, but I really like made that work to my advantage and that it, you know, I, I grew a lot or I, you know, took advantage of what I could and made that work for me. Um, and so I think that trying to kind of spin these things and make them positive in some way, even if it might not seem like there's any glimmer of positivity in any of it, you know, I think there's always, there's always opportunities to, to make some sort of good out of those kind of situations. Yeah, no, I love that. And it, it is sort of like a give and a take almost of, you don't want to just have it like pretend or be all rainbows and butterflies, but you also don't want to just be all like doomsday Debbie Downer. And it's just, and I mean, like as cliche as the word balance is, and I mean, everyone has their own definition of it, depending on the circumstance, it means different things, but overall, like it is about finding something that works for you. And I feel like that's something else that I've been going through and like pretty much all of us during this year, because like our limits have been tested. And so I think, you know, a lot of us felt like we were sort of like out of balance, whatever that means for a while. And I feel like now things are slowly starting to shift back into gears, but overall, like when it comes to all these other things you've gone through, obviously like mental and emotional health has probably like come up, I'm sure. And so how have you like like, do you feel like your idea of balance has shifted maybe from more so just like what you eat and how you move your body to include like all these aspects of wellness that sometimes we, we just tend to forget about until they get bad in a sense, if right. that makes sure. sense. 
Yeah, no, I so get that. And I mean, yeah, like you said, this year is a, it's like the perfect example because it's basically let's see like how we much and how quickly we can mess up everyone's sense of like groundedness and yep. like see. So yeah, it's a great opportunity because it really, like you said, has definitely tested our limits and so many ways. But yeah, I think that it's like the older I get, I mean, not that I'm old per se, but you know what I mean? Like, I think the more I realize that those factors like what you eat, exercise, things like that, which are obviously extremely important and, you know, things I still try to prioritize and, you know, getting movement in and eating healthy, whatever, you know, those things are obviously important. But yeah, I think that just as I have more on my plate, despite this year regarding, you know, all, all these extra things that have happened, I think I just have kind of slowly begun to realize that there's so many other things that are honestly so much more important and not necessarily always more important, but should be given just as much attention. And like you said, that's like that mental and emotional health. Yeah. So there's actually, you know, this is something that I use a lot with clients as well. And being a holistic health coach coming from the perspective of, you know, the quote unquote, like whole person and taking that whole person perspective towards health. So it's not just physical activity and diet. Like this is something that I talk about all the time with clients and it's, you know, focusing on all those other aspects that create that overall sense of wellness. Um, and there's actually something that I've loved and I use this a lot. I think it, I heard this in a podcast, like a while back. Um, but it was kind of talking about like the four tenets of wellness. I just think this summed it up really nicely. Um, and so it was happiness, movement, quiet, and diet. And I really liked that because I think that, you know, like you said, like movement and diet are probably the two that everyone thinks like have to be quote unquote perfect or whatever to be healthy and to whatever live a well life, you know, have that wellness factor. But I think that I've realized that like the quiet and the happiness are maybe the most important things this year for probably everyone. And, you know, like the more that we have going on, I think the more I realize that I have to prioritize those other aspects. And even this week, like this is such a timely time to talk to you because I think I've realized this week and just in general, but, you know, I feel like I'm so often running like a million miles an hour. I know you feel the same, but we were saying how work is crazy and et cetera. But, you know, I think I've realized it's like, okay, prior to, COVID and, you know, having this big loss and getting engaged and all these other things, you know, starting my own business, whatever. Um, you know, I had a certain level of like work, go, go, go that I was doing. Um, and I think that I've still continued to like keep that same level of go-ness. <laughs> that's not a word, but whatever. And, and honestly more now that there's clients and there's other things to manage as well from a work perspective, but then adding in all these other crazy things, you know, managing different new people have, you know, in town and, and planning now a wedding and, you know, dealing with these like, crazy emotions and all of this other stuff that's going on. I think that I'm like, okay, I can't do what I was doing before and then add a bunch more stuff onto that and not absolutely lose my mind and explode. Cause you will, I will eventually, you know, I think that I'm realizing, okay, something's gotta, I need to ease off of something a little bit. And whether that's just, you know, not booking so many things in each day, like spreading out my schedule. That's kind of what I'm learning and it's a continuous process. But I think that for me, like finding that balance is, is something that's ever evolving and, you know, what worked for me and what was a good balance prior to all of this craziness happening, that's changed. Like life has changed. There's more things going on now. And so I think I've realized like, I cannot to my fullest potential and show up for all of these people and show up for all these things that I'm doing as the best version of myself. If I'm like, just kind of slapping at everything, you know, I'm sort of giving half of my attention to all this stuff. Like I'd rather pare it back and be able to 
give my full attention to all of the things I want. And so, yeah, I think that focusing for me, like a little bit, you know, more on the quiet part of like that four pillars of, or tenants of wellness, um, and taking just like time to do nothing and time for me and focusing on like all the things I tell my clients to do, making sure that I do those for myself. Um, and also just like the happiness piece, which is for me, like really linked to gratitude and to all these other things that I love, you know, that make me feel good, like nature and meditating and all that kind of stuff. Um, and kind of back to what you were saying earlier, it's just like that sense of gratitude. I think that I feel the most grounded when I, when I feel like I've had that quiet time, when I feel like I've really kind of tuned into things I'm grateful for and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think that, you know, our sense of balance evolves over time and that's okay. But eventually, you know, we can't keep going at the rate that we maybe have always gone at, um, especially this year. I think that sometimes it's like, this has been a great opportunity to slow down, but I think sometimes you try to keep up with where we were previously and, you know, the world has changed. And so you kind of have to adapt as well. Yeah. And I think that's so important what you said, because I mean, how many of us, you know, I personally didn't go to college, but I, I jumped into so many things that it's pretty much been like, I've, you know, I've been in like my own college of sorts. Yeah. And I can imagine just from friends and people I know in college, like not even that you're like, go, go, go hustle, hustle, hustle in college, but you learn the lifestyle of like pushing yourself to those limits, right. Of like, Oh my God, I've got to get this done by midnight. Like I'm going to pull an all nighter or I'm going to do this and then go out and party all night. Like whatever it is, like (laughs) you get used to like the go, go, go 24 seven, you're turned on. And then like that carries through. Cause then you're, you go into the world, right. And you're trying to get a job or you're moving somewhere. And like, there's never time to just allow ourselves to slow down. And because of that, like it does continue. And when we live in that like 24 seven hustle, go, go, go mentality, like, yeah, when is the time to be quiet? Like when, when do we have time to meditate or to just sit in silent or to journal or to just like be with ourselves? Like instead we're constantly filling with things to do. And like, that's the thing is that there will always be more to do. It's like, we've got to quit using that as the excuse, right? Because it's the truth. Like there's always more to do. That is life. But like, you have to make the decision to say, I deserve rest. I deserve a moment of silence. I deserve a moment of groundedness of, of happiness. Maybe that's like socializing or like you said, meditation or cooking, baking, whatever it is. Like you have to give yourself permission for that because like life isn't going to slow down for you. You know what I mean? Like we have that power. Like we have to do that for ourselves. Like it only continues to get busier. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like you said, unless you take that for yourself, like no, yeah, no one's going to say, okay, now's your quiet time. Like yeah. here, enjoy your rest. Like that, no, that's never going to happen. Um, and that's something that I mean, I got, I struggle with. And, you know, I think most people that, you know, I'm sure most everyone listening is very type A and wanting to, you know, achieve and have all these great things. And, and that's really important. But yeah, I think that if nothing else, like just this year in general, but especially with these kind of crazy things that have happened too, I think that slowing down and just kind of embracing that quiet time is really important. Um, I think a lot of times too, you know, there's obviously, like you said, that kind of like feeling to go, 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 wanting to achieve whatever. But I think that for me, that's always been the case. That's always why I think I've always been really busy is just because I like to do a lot of things and I'm always trying to, you know, get more things done and whatever. But I think that, you know, as you know, too, like with grief, it can be a very easy way to distract ourselves is to continue to stay really busy and whatever. And I think that I've realized it's like, I have to have that meditation or that quiet time to process these feelings and to, you know, just to be by myself and kind of take a moment. And I think that's what a lot of people, whether it's grief or any other emotion that you might be Mm -hmm. feeling this year, I think a lot of times that's what we 
probably subconsciously afraid of. And that's why we want to veer away from quiet time. It's because it's, it kind of forces you to sit there and sit with your emotions and be by yourself and be alone with your, you know, with you. I think that can be a really scary thing, but I think that's what I've learned too, is it's like, that's the only way that we're able to, to grow and, and to get through some of these tough times too. Cause eventually like that grief or that anxiety or that's, you know, whatever it is, those big emotions, like they're going to catch up with you eventually. So taking that time to like slowly process them on your own time, I think, I mean, yes. that's a much healthier way to get through it. I would think. I mean, and even with the beginning of quarantine, we all saw this happen, right? Like at first it was like life said, Hey, everyone, we're slowing down. And that lasted, I don't know how long until literally everyone and their brother and their sister started a podcast or started a YouTube <laughs> or they started yep. online fitness or they um, wrote a book or they wrote an ebook. Like suddenly everyone had something they had to do to fill the time. And at first it was kind of like, you know, for many of us, it was probably like, Oh, this is fun. It's a new project. But then, like over time, it just like keeps going right until like a lot of people had to quit doing all that busy work that they had started in the beginning to fill that space. And mm-hmm. like you said, like that's something that happens with grief. If you've just gotten out of a hard relationship or if you're in a hard relationship, yep. if you're going through like family drama, if you're just, yeah, like dealing with anxiety, depression, it's, it's such a like coping mechanism. It's a distraction. It's just like a way to avoid actually being, yeah, actually being with yourself. And I think what you said there, that last bit is so important of you taking the time to process these things before they come up and just like bite you in the ass, because then it happens at the worst time. Like that's when you have the breakdown at work or (laughs) like any of the like little things set you off because you held it in for so long. Oh yeah. And that's, I mean, like I'm by no means perfect. I mean, like that's going to happen to everyone, especially going through big things. Like you know, I still am like doing the stuff, you know, doing what I need to do. Like I'm meditating every day. And, you know, I think I'd probably take more alone time than a lot of people just because I love that. Um, and, you know, exercising and all that good stuff. And even then I literally was talking to my acupuncturist who now is probably like, I didn't sign up to be your therapist, but he was my therapist. I'm like telling him all the things that are on my mind. He's like, okay, I'm going to just need to stick needles in you. But anyway, so I was telling him this yesterday because I was like, you know what? I feel like after Clark passed and all this stuff happened. Like I, you know, had my moment of like real, you know, grief. And then I feel like I kind of held it together for a while. And cause I'm trying to be strong for all these people and, you know, for Sam and all, you know, all these things. And I feel like this is now it's a couple months later where like, okay, I'm, I'm starting to lose it a little bit. Like I'm kind of the, there's some cracks and I'm like sort of falling apart. And, but that happens too. I think that there's times where like you'll fall apart some days and then the next week you're like, feeling super good. And that's just Mm -hmm. like kind of life. But, you know, I would rather express those emotions and like cry and, and take that time I need and things like that. than like you said, you know, totally let it stay bottled up forever and then really like lose your mind at some point down the road. But yeah, I think that that's, you know, it's not a linear thing. It's not like, you know, this is the path towards getting to a better place, whether you're grieving or you're, yeah, like you said, in a bad relationship or coping with something, having anxiety, whatever it might be. But so yeah, I mean, I have good days and I have bad days and that's just normal. But I think just taking those steps for you that you know are necessary, like talking to people and taking time for you and, you know, and not trying, like you said, to distract yourself all the time is important because like, like you said earlier too, we, we start one project and we finish it and then there's a next one coming up or, you know, you see all these other people doing all these things. Like, you know, I wrote a book, I did this, whatever. You're like, great. And then it makes you feel like I didn't do enough. It's okay to not 
be the most productive girl on the planet earth. Like there is no prize for that. No one is like going to commend you. Like, wow, she was such a productive girl. You're like, no, but there's other things that are so much more important. So something I have to keep in mind too. Yeah, no, no. And it's so true what you said there. There's no gold star. There's no like gold medal for being the most busy. <laughs> if, yeah. you're, if you're, if you, if you take more time and you're intentional, you might get more done than just like go, go, go. But oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. For sure. When I guess like when it comes to these practices that do help you slow down, like you've mentioned, you know, meditation and movement and gratitude. And like, I'm sure you have a few other things too. Like, how did you start to implement those into your life? Right. Because it's not, it's one thing to just say like, oh, journal or, oh, meditate, oh, do this, whatever. Like we can all say that. We can all say, go do movement, eat your greens, do this, do that. What's hard is like actually implementing those into your routine, into your busy life that we all have. So when it came to like starting these practices and really sticking with them, how did you do that? Like, was there anything that helped you along the way? Um, Were there any struggles that you faced and sort of overcame when implementing them just to, you know, sort of give a bit more guidance for anyone looking to start new habits or implement new things into their routines? Yeah. I mean, this is a lot, again, like what I work with a lot of clients to do. And so you know, it's kind of interesting. I feel like I work with, you know, I'm spending most of my time helping other people start their healthy habits. And so sometimes that can make me not necessarily focus as much on mine, but I think that over time I've definitely developed like just some good routines and things like that. And the biggest thing for me to keep in mind and to share too, is that like our habits and our routines do and should change over time. Like what works for you at one point in your life? Like probably it might not work later too. So, you know, like the routines that I had that were, you know, healthy routines a couple of years ago or in school or whatever have changed with your, the circumstances. So that's, you know, always something to keep in mind. It's like, it's okay if you, if, you know, if what works for you, whether that's like, I used to be such a morning workout person and now, you know, I can't do it. I want to do it in the evening. Like, that's cool. Like it's, it's all about being flexible and, and just figuring out what works for you now. But yeah, I think that, you know, something that I really encourage at clients to do and just anyone, or, you know, what worked for me is just to start with like a couple of things. I think that we see all of like the wellness things everywhere on Instagram. And it's like, Oh, we have to like wake up at 4am and meditate and walk and drink our greens and our lemon water and all the, and there's 16 things you could do. I'm like, honestly, if we all did all the things that we quote unquote needed to do, like there would be no time to do anything else with your life. So it's, you know, take everything with a grain of salt and also like, just figure out like what is realistic and what's like attainable in your lifestyle. Because some things that work like for me won't necessarily work for clients and that's okay. So it's just figuring out like, where am I right now? What's really doable in my routine? I mean, yeah, like I said, starting with just like one to two things. So whether that's like, okay, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to have my lemon water before coffee every morning, you know, or something like that. Like that's a great place to start because that's something that's not that difficult to implement. Uh, you know, things like that, or like, I'm going to get, move, you know, I'm going to get some movement in, you know, three days a week, like start with something that you're like, okay, that I could do that. Like that's realistic. I think also just figuring out specifically when you can do all these things is really important. Um, you know, making a schedule and, you know, writing out, like I have a lot of my clients at the beginning of their weeks. If for example, like movement or getting in some like physical activity is something that they're really wanting to work on because they've had some struggles with that or whatever it might be creating like a little schedule at the very beginning of the week and kind of just like sketch out what they want to do on certain days. I mean, if that changes, that's okay. But going in with a plan 
And then I think the other big piece of that is just the accountability factor. And that's obviously a lot of like what I do with clients is being that kind of accountability coach to a certain extent and, you know, checking in and making sure that people are following through. Cause I think that especially in this crazy year where we may not be with people all the time or you're living alone or, you know, whatever it is, you know, it can kind of be hard to feel like there's someone that's making sure you're following through. And so I think that that's, you know, whether it's a coach or whether it's like a friend or a parent or sibling, whatever, you know, asking for help. This is something I'm really trying to get in the habit of doing. Can you please check in on these days to make sure I got my meditation in or whatever it is. So yeah, I think that those are like some really kind of tangible things that people can do when it comes to just building healthy habits. But I think like on a, on a deeper level, a super big thing to keep in mind is just like the difference between like intrinsic motivators and extrinsic motivators. I know, like, I think you've spoken with someone on the podcast before about those types of things, but that's a huge one. And I think that that really just means like, why am I doing this? Am I doing these things because they make me feel good? Or am I doing this because like some wellness blogger told me that I should or whatever? If you're trying to get into, for example, like a meditation practice, you know, thinking of like, am I doing this because meditation is like become kind of trendy and that's what I feel like I should be doing to be like, quote unquote healthy? Or is this because I know this is going to, you know, help me with my anxiety or help me sleep better? Or, you know, I'm running a million miles an hour and I need to slow down, you know, really coming from a place of like, this is in line with my intentions of blank, you know, of prioritizing my mental health, whatever. Um, so I think coming back to like use your intentions and your motivators for doing these things is really important. Um, and that's really what like will help you follow through. Because, you know, if your motivators are completely external and they're extrinsic, extringent, I don't know why I can't speak, um, then, then you know that it's like, you know, that's filling someone else's mm-hmm. request to do these things, not your own. So yeah, I think that those are just some kind of like key things that I try to keep in mind as well. It's not just, you know, what I help clients with. It's for me too. Like I, to, in order to stay committed to, you know, getting some movement in and, and meditating and all these things, especially in how crazy this year has been, you know, I think I have to kind of tune in and be like, I'm doing this because I know this is what I need for my sanity and, and to make me feel good and make me feel, you know, a little bit more normal when things are not normal. So, um, so yeah, I think those are just like kind of key things that I try to keep in mind when it comes to, to habits and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I love that you brought up the intrinsic and extrinsic, internal and external, because this is something like when I've talked with previous guests, like a big one was Nicole's episode on fitness and like redefining yourself with it. And even like Mal, like some of the things with food, like it's so important to distinguish between them. And especially for those topics of, for for instance, exercise and um, what a lot of people can face when it comes to just having that like addictive or obsessive relationship to it. I know we all relate to this where it's like, there comes a time when exercise and movement is solely for that like external way of, I want to look like this version of a body when then it like, when it shifts to that internal of like, it helps me with my anxiety. It helps me with depression. Um, you know, like I want to feel good from the inside out, like, and then you're able to do different types of movement, right? Like you can do yoga and walking and whatever it is like movement just shifts for you. And I feel like that's like such a good, basic, easy to grasp concept of like the difference between an internal and an external motivation when it Absolutely. comes to some sort of habit or lifestyle thing. And it's sure. just, 
an important, sh- it's, it's a mindset shift too. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, like you're saying earlier, it's all about these mindset shifts and thinking it's just all about motivation mm-hmm. or what is my, you know, what are my motivators for these things that I'm doing? And yeah, I think you said it perfectly that exercise is a, just a really great example. Cause yeah, I think we've all probably to a certain extent, you know, exercise is kind of that double-edged sword and that is, mm-hmm. and I guess healthy eating could be that same way too, mm-hmm. you know, for another good example of, you know, am I doing this because I feel like that's the right thing to do, quote unquote, or, you know, like exercise is good. Healthy food is good and bad, you know, chips and like cake is bad or, you know, sitting on my butt is bad. And I think that that's kind of another big thing that a lot of clients and I discuss as well. And I think it's just kind of the big topic now and sort of in the wellness world, which I think is great. Um, it's just removing like the labels of good and bad from foods and, you know, activity and things like that. Like it's that, you know, morality idea around these different things of I'm a good person because I eat perfectly and I work out seven days a week. Like, no, I think that that's something that I've really struggled with in the past. And, you know, in college and stuff too, it's like, I felt so good about myself and I was the healthy, you know, friend and things like that. And so it was like my identity. Um, and I think that I felt, yeah, it's kind of a sense of like, self-worth and self-confidence around these things. And I think that now I realize it's like, honestly, you know, I feel better around myself when I'm not so strict. And when I give myself some grace and when I give myself rest and go out and enjoy all types of foods and things like that. So, um, yeah, I think that, you know, as I've, you know, kind of grown through some of these things as well, back to that motivation aspect of that too. I think that I've realized like my motivators are not to be the crazy overly psycho healthy friends. Like my motivators are to be a balanced person and to have a good fulfilled life. And um, I think that's probably the, the same for most people. That's really what I think a lot of people want is to feel happy and fulfilled and, you know, in balance. But I think we can just get really swayed by those kind of external motivators, like we said, because that becomes what we think that we want, but it's really not if we get really deep and really honest with ourselves too. Yeah. I mean, if if you sit in that quiet and you actually decide, like, listen and talk with yourself and understand it. And that was the perfect circle back to the very beginning of this conversation with mindset. (laughs) I had that in mind. (laughs) Yes. I love it. You planned it perfectly. You're welcome. Oh, well, you are such a gem and I, well, you know how much I love you and we could just talk all day. I know. I was like, yeah. I have to take all your time on this podcast. Be like, please stop talking. We could have the longest podcast <laughs> episode in, in history. Um, <laughs> we could just go and go. But um, where can people find you, connect, learn more? You're just like, I just love following you. Um, so yeah, promote so, yourself. <laughs> that was so mutual. Um, yeah, so my my Instagram is, um, it's at goodness with G and my website is goodnesswithg.com, my blog, and it has all the health coaching info and recipes, blog posts, all that good stuff there too. So you can follow me there and can check out the site as well. 